Hello, and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I just share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Diane Helbig. Um, Diane is an international business and leadership change agent, author, award-winning speaker, and podcast host. As President of Helbig Enterprises, Diane helps businesses and organizations operate more constructively and profitably. Um, she is the author of Succeed Without Selling and is the host of Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast and is the founder of Business Opportunity Network, a business development program. Diane is also a member of the advisory board for the American Institute of Sales, Marketing and Management. Diane, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Claire. Yeah, this is great. Um, so I, I, you know, there's so many things that we can talk about um, based on your area of expertise, but let's just talk first and foremost, how can someone succeed if they don't sell? Ah, um, such a good question. <laughs> yeah. So it loves everybody up. I know. Well, the answer is that we don't want to be selling in the traditional old definition of selling that that's what I mean, because you really mm -hmm. can't sell anything to anybody. Yeah. So my viewpoint and goal is just let go of this whole concept of selling. It's about being curious and learning, building relationships and together identifying whether it makes sense for you to work together. Yeah. I, I feel like the, um, I mean, there's so many people, I mean, we, we deal with this with our you know clients or people that we're talking to and, and they're, they're always like, but what all the stuff that you're doing is very, is very soft. It's not hard. They, they mm -hmm. always kind of go want to go in for that hard sell. I kind of think of it like a, you know, rattlesnake going in there and striking too soon. Yes. Um, and people always strike too soon. Mm-hmm. And, and, true. and yeah, it's, so do you, what do you have, what are your kind of tips for people that are like, you know, Hey, if I don't sell, then how will I sell? Yeah, right. It's a great question. And um, my vote is to be quiet. So that would be my first really big, it's not, if I say to you, the more you speak, the less they listen, maybe that will help people realize they shouldn't be talking. And if they're not getting the result that they want, they have to ask themselves the question, okay, so maybe what I'm doing isn't working because it's not getting me to goals. So maybe I need to take a step back. I'm not saying that we aren't going to do prospecting research, that we're not going to know who our ideal client is, that we're not going to do outreach. We're going to do all of those things, but we're going to do it with an eye toward learning, not telling because we don't even know if they need what we have to sell, if we want to do business with them until we have a conversation with them where they're mm -hmm. doing most of the talking. Yeah. And I mean, um, kind of thinking about selling essentially like in social media or things like that. What are your thoughts on on that? I think you shouldn't do it. I think social okay. media is not for sales. Like LinkedIn is not for sales. Don't connect with people and then pitch them, right? Yeah. Social media is great for networking, for connecting, for sharing your expertise, for doing relationship building with people who aren't physically, you know, in your same location. But people who are selling through social are missing the whole point. There's a reason the word social is at the beginning of it. Yeah, it, it is an interesting point. And, and we've kind of dealt with this with, with, um, 
some clients even even so like literally we um we're like revamping our like you know agreement where it literally says what we do is not sales <laughs> like it's counterproductive to what we do if i have to say oh and go buy my book yeah you literally yeah. they're like i love you i love you oh now i don't uh, i don't yeah. know <laughs> oh i just now have a i don't have a good feeling they yeah. don't kind of I feel like there's not like a high EQ with a lot of sometimes with people that kind of think that they need to sell, right? They're not thinking yes. about, okay, what do you do in this circumstance? They don't ever flip it around and think about right. them. Right. Do you find right. that? All the time. All the time. If, if, if you stop and you think how you like to be sold to, you know, you don't like to be sold to that, you know, right. That's the yeah. bottom line. I don't right. like it. So why would I do it to someone else? Right. Right. And no one likes a salesperson. It's why it has a really bad connotation to it. It's why small business owners don't want to do it. And mm -hmm. these people are being taught to behave this way because this was the way we did it 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm not convinced it worked then, but it really doesn't work now with the internet. Yeah. The consumer is educated. They want a partner. They want, you know, it's all about trust. And people don't trust you until they know that you care about them and you're more interested in them than you are in making a sale. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was somebody, um, <clears throat> interestingly enough, I was on their podcast and they instantly, like, they kind of tried to sell me on something. It sounded kind of interesting. I don't know if you've had that inter it instance. Yes. 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 Um, it could be the same person. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so like their whole podcast is like this lead gen thing. So your podcast can turn into a lead gen if someone sure. says, oh, Claire has interesting services. Maybe I should mm -hmm. look into them. She's kind of smart. But I didn't sell anybody. Right. And that's the key. So yeah. anyway, so this guy would... Oh, I already, I already get some information. <laughs> I already um, know it's a man. Yeah, yeah. You already, yeah. So <laughs> basically, I just would not let up on email. Would just was constantly sending like you know hitting uh, up in like LinkedIn email voice um, memos, um, you know video uh, attachments, and just like I was like, just leave me alone. Don't right. like forget I ever. And so my team, cause we get people on people's podcasts and my team got them on this person's podcast. I was like, Oh no, I do not want to be associated. I do not want to put my client on that person's podcast. No, 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 no. So it can really damage your reputation. Yes, it can. That's exactly right. How do you want to be seen? Right. If people buy from people they trust when they have a need, Mm -hmm. It's my vote that we want to be seen as the person who's trustworthy. Mm -hmm. We want to be seen as the person who cares enough about who we're engaging with to just be interested in them, not in ourselves. And whenever you're in selling mode, mm -hmm. you are thinking about yourself. You're thinking about what you need. You're thinking mm -hmm. about, you know, your lease, your employees, you know, having to pay them, whatever it is. And all that focus is on you. And they, they read it. They pick up on that. And then they know this is all about you and not them. And no one wants to do business with anyone like that. Yeah. Well, so there is an aspect or there is a point to mm -hmm. whether it's on social media or in a sales call where you mm -hmm. kind of do have to let them know that there is a there is this opportunity to sure. work with you. Sure. So how do you not sell, but uh -huh. share that? You know, we can work together. Sure. Because I've also been, I've worked with coaches and they're like, if you don't give them that opportunity, mm -hmm. they won't know that it's there. 
They just think that you're just given free information and they're just kind of like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, it's so interesting. So, um, I, I firmly believe that we need to be asking a ton of questions and not just around whatever the situation is that we might have a solution for, but about them, about how they decision make, about experiences they've had in the past, potentially with a company like ours, all of these things. Because what we're trying to identify is, can I help them? Do I want to help them? Two key questions, right? So the only way I'm going to know that is if I'm quiet and I'm really present and I'm listening to what they're telling me and I'm asking further questions, you know, based on whatever they say and all that. As we're going through the process, I'm asking enough deep questions and I'm not letting them go if they won't answer a question. And I'm, you know, willing to say, let's talk about why you don't feel comfortable answering that question. You know, let me explain why I am asking it, whatever it is, because it's about a relationship, right? And you need all that information. Then when you feel like you have enough information, then if you say to them, based on what I heard you say, it sounds like this is the situation. You just give it back to them, right? Sounds like this is the situation. This is what you're hoping to achieve. This is what you're concerned about. This is all these things. Based on all of that, I believe, you know, I have a solution that could be valuable for you. Would you mind if I shared it with you? And they're going to say, please do. Because you've just repeated back to them all the things that they said. So they know you were listening to them and you're connecting dots, right? So you're really walking down the road with them. This whole thing about closing and, you know, leading them and doing all this stuff. It's just, it's nonsensical. If I'm having a really good relation uh, conversation with somebody and I'm learning as much as I can, it's giving them an opportunity to learn about me as well, how I operate, how I work that I'm really genuinely interested, all of those things. And then I can connect what I offer to what they said. Then it's a natural process that, that happens where they say, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this thing mm -hmm. because it makes sense to everybody. Right. Right. It's when we don't have all the information, but we still go in and give them the pitch or the proposal or whatever it is. And then we wonder why they won't return our call or why they're thinking about it or, you know, all that ghosting activity that goes on. It's because we didn't get enough connection. We didn't get enough information that we can connect to mm -hmm. what we do, how we do it, what the investment is, all those aspects. Yeah, no, I like that. That I, um, I've, I've worked with, with coaches and things like that on sales, but it's something that I don't like. It's something my <laughs> co-founder does not like, even though he's <laughs> one that usually does it. Um, it's a learned thing. Yeah. Um, I don't, we're not, you know, based on all that you're telling that who, you know, that formula was learned. It's not, you didn't just come out of the box being like, Oh, this is how you do it. <laughs> like yeah. how long did it take to kind of like hone all of this and to get really good at it? Yeah. So I can tell you honestly that when I went into sales, it took the company I worked for a year to convince me that I needed to switch from management to sales. Because I had that thing in my head, I do not want to do this, right? I don't want to be that person. I don't want to whatever. And so I, I took the Dale Carnegie sales training course because I knew I needed that initial, you know, what question can I ask? How can I start the conversation? Whatever it is. And over just, you know, really a couple of years talking to prospects and people I was networking with and things like that, what I realized was it was tremendously uncomfortable for me 
to do the whole dog and pony show. But I was totally comfortable just talking to people and having a conversation. And I was getting good results from that. So this is why I say, if what you're doing isn't getting you results, you have to stop and think, okay, maybe I need to be doing it differently. And you have to be brave enough, I would say, to try something different, not what the talking heads are telling you to do, right? Do what comes naturally. (coughs) Excuse me. And I think if more people like you just did what comes naturally, if you said to yourself, okay, enough of this sales stuff. I just am curious. I just want to get to know people. I want to learn about them. I want to understand what makes them tick. I want to really, you know, get them, not just with what I have to offer, but everything. And I I can refer them to people, whatever it is. It is so much more natural. It is so much more comfortable that you are your genuine self. And that is what's attractive to people. People will have that conversation with you because you're not in sales mode. You know, you're not selling. This is why I say don't sell. It doesn't work. And it especially doesn't work for people who say, I don't want to have anything to do with it. Yeah. But I noticed early on, I loved having conversations with people. I talked to people all day long. I just, when I first went into sales for a company where I sold a product, I would say to people, I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't even know if what I have is good for you. But is it worth a conversation? Because I'll tell you whether I think we can help you or not. Mm-hmm. And it instantly takes the temperature down for me and for them, yeah. right? They know, okay. She, and once they realized I was honest, I meant it, I was going to do it. I got more referrals, even with people I didn't work with, mm-hmm. where my solution was not the best for them. They sent me yeah. referrals. So. Yeah, I'm always it. like super honest. Sometimes my, my co-founder is like, oh, I wish you hadn't have said that. But I just, I can't, I literally... I will tell people, and and he's actually adopted this into his sales process because I've learned a lot by doing podcasting because I'm super, what I've been a guest, I am so honest when people tell me, you know, ask me a question. I'm like, here's the deal. Um, There's, you know, no magic. There's no, all these kind of things. And a lot of times people are just kind of like, but what's my expected ROI? When can I have an ROI? When can I do all these things? And I'm like, okay, first and foremost, you're never going to have an ROI if that's what you're going into this thinking. And I came up with it and I, and I did a whole podcast about it. I've done blogs about it. And, the, and, and now my co-founder literally quotes it verbatim. I'm like, you have to have altruism in your heart. Yes. Other people, otherwise people are going to know yes. that you're in it for the leads. Like it's like, yes. uh, they're not, they're going to think that you're, you're kind of, you know, you're on social media and you're just going through the motions. You don't really like it. You're just like, Ugh, Claire told me to do this crap and you're doing it yeah. and it's going to show. Yes. And so like, you know, if you're in a sales conversation and you're just like, I mean, I've certainly had it when I like my, my people, coaches and stuff that like, I have my kind of like script, but I kind of, after a while, you don't have to look at where the, yeah. the, the pro the process, you're just kind of like, you're going that's with the right. flow, you're having a conversation and things like that. And that's when it gets smoother. Mm-hmm. You always have to, you always have to have several under your belt before it's like smooth. Absolutely. But, yeah. Yeah. What are your tips for somebody that's like, okay, I don't like sales. This I'm uncomfortable. I'm like sweating. I don't, I'm suit. I love my business. I know I can help people, but I suck in the sales process. And I don't have anyone else I can outsource this to. Yeah. Right. I'm stuck. Right. So my first tip is assume, well, how do I want to say this? Actually, my first tip is practice on 
prospects that you don't really care about whether you get them or not. So it's like when you interview, you know, go interview at companies where you don't care whether you get the job because then you get the practice and you get comfortable and you realize it doesn't kill you. And you'll probably end up getting the business because you're so calm and natural. So, you know, you have your whole target market, go to the bottom of it and start there. That would be my first tip. My second one is assume that, um, well, I don't want to say assume that they don't need what you have to sell, but go in with things that you want to learn. Be very clear about things that you want to learn and have your questions so that you can be in the moment, not thinking about what you're going to ask next. You can really listen to what they're saying to you. But the reason why I said assume they don't need what you have to sell is because you'll be more you. You won't put on that sales helmet. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, it keeps you from being being that person if you just go into it and say, you know what, I don't know whether the, these people need what I have to sell or not. I just want to get to know them. I'm just curious about them. They're in the, in my target market. I have clients that look like them. So, so they might, but they might have other things that they need that I can refer, whatever. And when you're networking, totally assume no one in the room needs what you have to sell. And it's not why you're there. You're just there to enjoy yourself, meet people, have a good time. Don't ever ask someone, what do you do? It's a terrible question. They will tell you, you don't care, but let's just let it, they don't care about what you do. You know, let's be honest. Yeah. But you can say to them, so tell me your story because they're going to tell you their story. And that's what you want, mm -hmm. right? You want to know who are they? What matters to them? How do they tick? Is, is there any sort of connection, right? Is there any sort of symmetry? Is there anything yeah. that, that, and, and it's so much more, I'm telling you, go do it once. You know, I had a guy who was, it said to me, I don't like small talk. I said, okay, I, I don't really care that you don't like small talk. Just, and he finally started going to things and just asking people about themselves and came back and said, oh my God, I am getting so much business. Uh, these people want to meet me. They want to talk to me. They're calling me up and asking me to come to their office. It's remarkable. Hmm. Where before they were walking away from him because they knew he was in sales mode. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's just, it's a whole different feeling. So just try it. Just, just yeah. go like you're just, you know. It it reminds me a little bit. I always just think of, um, <clears throat> I mean, every, everything in life is like kind of some, somewhat interconnected, but yes. my mom always told me back, um, Back in the day, I've been married for 17 years now, but back in the day when I was dating, um, it was kind of, she's like, if you go into the date and you literally just ask him about them, yes. don't, don't, you know, talk about yourself, just ask <laughs> nice questions, not like grilling, yeah. like, da -da -da. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, know, you don't want to be like, so where'd you go to school? <laughs> How much did it make? No, that's creepy. Yeah, that is. <laughs> um, but you want to ask, you know, anyone really, anyone you're, you're just meeting or anything like that, because then they're really going to, you know, like you yes. and think that you're fantastic and you're a good listener and all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's always worked for me. And yeah, but, but sales is like dating, right? Yeah. You're not going to get married on your first date unless you're in Vegas. And you know, that's a whole other thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like, and, and this is what I always say to people. I knew on the first date with my husband, we've been married for 27 years on the, on our first date, I knew I was going to marry him. 
There was just something about him. I just knew. But we still dated for a year because you still, there's things you still need to learn. And I met him. Well, I, I already knew him. He asked me out when I, right after I had made the decision that I was done dating, that I just didn't care anymore. I wasn't going to find Mr. Magic. This was ridiculous. I was just going to go out and have fun, you know, just enjoy myself. And you know what? He asked me out and because I wasn't desperate, right? I, yes. I didn't have the, oh my God, I got to get married. I'm over 30 sign hanging over me. Yeah. So I was just myself. That's when you're your most attractive. It's safe. Yes. It's truth in business as well. Yeah. No, it's funny. Um, I like, you know, dated a couple of duds more than that, but right before I had the first date with my husband and, um, I told, I was like with this guy, I am not compromising. I am like, I, he's going to jump through hoops. Um, yeah. He was like, you were like an ice princess when I met you. You were like, but he was, he, but he's like, you kept, I kept asking you out and you kept saying yes. And he's like, okay, well, she doesn't hate me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I just was like, I was so tired of like, yes. cause I, I felt like, um, like I was like, am I doing something wrong? What am, what's going on? And then I eventually yeah. was like, no, I'm not a horrible person. Like I just, I don't need to compromise. <laughs> I'm awesome alone. I'll be alone. It's fine. Exactly. But you once know, you're I'll, awesome alone, <clears throat> then yeah. Yeah. Well, it's what's so funny is I give that advice and I met my husband in my early twenties. So people don't think I know anything. Oh, interesting. They're just like, Claire, it was so easy for you. You have no idea what it was like. You have no idea what it's like being, you know, in my thirties and single and trying. And I go, I pretty much kind of like, I have an idea. Of course you do. Of course. And it's exactly what you said. And I said, you know, go and date like your 25, 23 year old self that didn't care. And that is what, yeah. So, so to go back to what you were saying in, in this, you know, in the sale, go back to not to where it doesn't care, not your, where you're like, you know, like, you know, burping and being yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, whoa, yeah, have some composure. <laughs> but, but just have a conversation. I just, I really like that because I've never heard it formulated that way. And I, I think know. that if people just kind of said, hey, it's a conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think for me, I mean, I never, I am a former actress, so I'm used to like doing stuff on video and things like that, but I never thought of myself in being in this position. And when I had my previous company, I would have to go and I would have to do pitches and I would have to try to get funding. And finally, when I got into this and I started really, I found what I liked to do, which wasn't going out for funding. It wasn't Mm -hmm. all this like, I just was very uncomfortable. Whereas Mm -hmm. like a lot of what I'm doing now, the podcast and a lot of these things, I like it. Mm -hmm. It's comfortable. And you know, for me, the leads and and stuff just come and it it is organic. Most of it because people are like, you know, I, I ever liked the video that Claire did. I heard that podcast. I, whatever it was, they connected and they, they get into a you know, sales consultation with my co-founder and, it, you have to trust in the process. Yes, you do. And I think that that's one of the things that people go through. I've had this experience. You tell me if you've had the similar one. People go to you because of your years of experience and everything that they know, right? They're going to they go through all the stuff. They're like, oh, you're the expert. You're the one. You're, I have to go with you. But they still don't trust themselves enough to let go. Yes. Yes. I think that's one of the biggest problems that people have with well, success. 
Oh, it's, that's definitely a problem that people have, but then they're not necessarily <clears throat> the person you want to be working with because if they're not ready, I mean, I've had people put all of the um, energy and the expectation on me and I'm not the one who's going to do the work. I'm going to yeah. do it with them, but, th- but, you know, this is about them learning how to motor in their business, you know, and, and understand the thought process. So I have to be really clear with them. This is how we work. You know, this is what we do. This is the process. This is what goes on. And I had a woman who I had just, I had to, she wanted me to work with her in a way that really was not my expertise. Mm. And I had to say to her, I'm not the best resource for you. I'd love to refer you to a couple of people. And she said, well, I sure hope you are because I trust you. And I said, then you're going to have to trust me enough to hear me when I say I am not the best resource for you. You know, I mean, it would have been malpractice for me to take her on as a client because she was so invested in me fixing her, you know, solving her problems. It's just bad. You know, it's just, it's not the way it works. I mean, I literally, um, because I have have people that are like, no, 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 I want to work with you. And I'm just like, well, this is the guarantee that I need from you before I'll even do it. And I've still had people that I've needed to fire. Um, (laughs) I know. Because essentially they, they, I mean, they lied to me. Yeah. Because I was very clear with what I expect and what we do. Um, Yeah. It's, I think that that's kind of one of the biggest things. It's like, you have to be honest with people. And sometimes we still have those people that are not necessarily ideal. that still like, are like, no, I have to work with you. You are the one, the only one. And I just go, the (laughs) the only way I will work with you is if you guarantee, you know, you agree to these terms. And sometimes, so I think, cause I feel like sometimes when I hear like, Oh, they're not an ideal client. You shouldn't work with them. I've had those situations, but I've had that where people are just like, Oh, please. (laughs) And you're kind of like, okay, well, you have to guarantee these things. So it's, it's a hard thing. I feel sometimes I do want to ultimately help people, but you have, yeah, I feel like sometimes you do still have to fire people and I don't necessarily think it's your fault. I don't think it was my fault because I trusted somebody that. Sure. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. You know? yeah. So I'm yeah. just kind of, sometimes like when it comes up, yeah. I bring, I always, I bring it back to that. Cause I don't want anyone listening to me like, Oh, I suck. I brought, I brought yeah. a person and I had, a, and I'm like, no, no, we've all been no. there. Yeah. And, and, and no matter how well you go through the process, <clears throat> you're still potentially going to have those people because they yes. are going to lie. They're going to tell you yes. everything that you need to hear. And, and so, and it's still going to happen. Just, you know, fire them. Don't yeah. worry about it. Just this isn't working out. And here's why I, I think <clears throat> we oftentimes avoid the conversation because we, we think it's our fault or we feel uncomfortable about it. And you can't avoid the conversation. It's not good for anybody. No. And they're, you know, it's just, it's, it's liberating for everybody sort of addition by subtraction. When you say this relationship isn't working out, I'm not able to give you what you need. Yeah, you, know, you can put it on yourself. It doesn't really matter. But what what um what my co-founder and I do is we go back and we're like, okay, let's like add these little these little caveats to the to the contract <laughs> to the to the agreement, right? Just so it's like real, real clear, right? Because you know the overstepping of boundaries and some yes, of these things, huge. and those are things that you're not necessarily going to know. You may have an indication. 
if they like cancel uh-huh. stuff a lot or if they don't mm-hmm. let you speak or you, it's an interesting thing. Um, yeah. We have someone on, on our team who also is a life coach and um, sometimes she wants to you know help like, okay, how could I help you guys identify <laughs> these things that if I was in the sales call, I would probably know because right. we don't want these people because they literally make the whole team go like, yes. I want to pull my hair out. Exactly. It's really, and it, it prevents you from, bringing in the the right clients, right? Mm-hmm. The ones where you are going to be able to help them and you are going to be able to do the work with them and they're going to value it and appreciate it and and all of those things. I would I would add to everything that you're saying I would add when you do that sort of debrief or, you know, postmortem on okay, what went on here and what ask yourself whether there are additional questions you can work into the sales conversation to, you know, for lack of a better word to maybe vet that out, mm. you know, because they're, they're, oftentimes you can ask them to share an experience. Like, have they worked with someone like you before? It's yes or no. If it's yes, would you mind sharing with me what the experience was like? Right. What did you like about it? What would you change if they haven't? Okay. What, what does success look like? How, how do you, you know, what, what in a, in a, you know, typical work environment, how do you problem solve? How do you, manage conflict, right? There's a lot of questions in certain industries that we can be asking people. So we get an idea of, okay, what's it going to be like working with them? We can ask Mm -hmm. them to share an experience of um, a difficult vendor for uh, a difficult client for them. And how did they deal with it? Because sometimes listening to people, you can, you know, when they talk about it, you get an idea of their personality. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that tip because it it is it's it is a hard. You're kind of blindsided sometimes. You're just like I yes. don't even know how this happened. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and with everything, you have to learn from it. <laughs> yes. You re- right. You get to you. You're like, if I am in that same situation again, I don't even know what I'm going to do. So exactly. Yeah. That's right. Right. So um, I feel like there's been so many amazing <laughs> tips uh, that you've been giving, but I would love for, for you know for us to kind of like finish up here. Give, I always like to have, you know, my guests give three tips for the audience. So be based on your expertise or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to share. Three <laughs> tips. <laughs> Go. Okay. Don't walk down dark alleys alone. That is not really. It's a good one. I know, right? I know. I know. So, um, I live in I, exactly. Right? Just don't leave your house. Okay. So <laughs> m- my first one is um, remember, just remind yourself that you cannot sell anything to anybody, but people will buy from you when they trust you and when they have a need. So timing has a lot to do with it. The second one is figure out for yourself what you're comfortable with when it comes to outreach. So some people send an introductory letter. Some people pick up the phone and call. Some people, you know, network online and get to know them that way before they suggest getting on a call or whatever it is, figure out what your comfort is because that's the one you'll do. Okay. And you can have more than one, but, but, but that's really what you'll do. And I would say the third one is remember that you have a wonderful product or service that you are offering and it is not going to be valuable to everybody. It's going to be valuable to the right buddies and your job is to figure out who that is. 
not to try and convince everybody that they need your great and wonderful thing. I love those. Those are great tips. So Diane, tell me how, you know, people want to connect with you. um, Where can they do that? So the easiest place to go is my website, which is helbigenterprises.com. They can sign up for a complimentary 30 minute phone call. They can find my podcast books, you know, everything is there for them. I'm awesome. So thank you so much for being here, Diane. This was like a great conversation. I feel like, um, there was a lot of like, like sharing of, of, of war stories. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely learned a lot. I learned a lot of, yeah. of new, of new things. Um, and Good. hopefully I, I definitely think that our audience learned some great things as well. So thank you so much for being here, Diane. And thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.